What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kalichi, back with another episode of the Ramblin' Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing out there? I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are still staying away from people for just a little bit longer because we are doing an excellent, excellent, excellent job when it comes to this coronavirus pandemic. We got awesome news from the CDC. The CDC announced that vaccinated people can start gathering in close quarters and smelling the nasty breaths that people have been keeping locked up at bay under their masks since mid-March 2020. Do you know it's been exactly a year as of Tuesday that we've been under lockdown? An entire year where we've been dealing with this coronavirus pandemic. So when we got that announcement from the CDC, Woo! It was good to hear that news, man. It was good to hear that news. However, however, the CDC still says, even if you've gotten your vaccine, please continue to wear your mask in the public, you know, just to take care of other people out there, just so other people can keep doing the same thing. So please keep wearing your masks, keep doing all the things you know you ought to do. And if you haven't gotten the vaccine yet, please, 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 please keep washing your hands keep taking all the precautions you know you ought to even if you've gotten the vaccine we should just make this a normal part of our lives like i don't think anybody should see this as abnormal anymore when people are wearing masks because they're trying to protect themselves because one study they found recently they found that people are just not getting the flu as much because one we're not coming into contact with other people that's part one two we're also not even seeing anything else like We're not coming into contact with people, which means we can avoid people. And then we're wearing masks all the time, which means they're contaminants. And plus, we're not touching people, which means their contamination doesn't get on us. And so we don't have to get sick because somebody else got sick, which is all good news. But keep taking the precautions you know you ought to take every single day, every single day. But anyway, it's another day, it's another week, and we got so much news to get into because today is Thursday, and we got to see what's happening in the business world. Of course, we got to start with that hot stimulus check that's about to come into each and every single one of y'all's bank account. After many tweaks by the House Senate, or by the senators, the $1.9 trillion stimulus package called the American Rescue Plan First, we had the CARES plan, then we had the HEROES Act, then now we have the American Rescue Plan, has been passed by both the House of Representatives and the Senate, and it will be signed, or by the time you guys are listening to this, it will already be signed by Joe Biden. So in the next couple of weeks, you're going to be getting that nice little $1,400 for you to go spend for yourselves and take care of yourselves in any way that you may need it. The package passed in the Senate by one vote as voting was straight down party lines. Every Democrat Democrat voted in favor and every Republican voted against it. And this is everything that you should know that's in that stimulus package. Like I said earlier, it's a $1,400 stimulus checks that's going out to individuals earning up to $75,000. If you make more than that, it phases out at $80,000. So if you make over $80,000, you ain't going to get nothing. Uh, For couples making up to $150,000, and if you make more than $160,000, you ain't getting jack deal. So for all my high earners out there, you shouldn't be salty about this because you're already making money. You're probably still working and you got money in your pocket. So don't be salty, please. Don't, Don't be salty. I'm not saying that because I'm salty because, you know, whatever. But anyway, more unemployment benefits the 
government is tacking on $300 per week to existing benefits through early September. That's the one that I'm really excited for, for a lot of people who have lost their jobs during this period. Any added help is very, very good. Uh, Also, they added in some child tax credit. The bill expands the child tax credit from $2,000 per child to $3,000, which they are also trying to make sure that this is something that sticks around after they deal with this package and after we deal with the pandemic. They added $160 billion for vaccine and COVID testing programs, $360 billion for state, local, and territorial governments, $170 billion so that schools can begin reopening and get supplies that they need in order to ensure that every single person in schools are safe. The interesting thing about this stimulus package versus other stimulus packages that we've gotten so far, no money was given to companies within this stimulus package, which is pretty amazing because usually you will see tax cuts, bailouts all over any of these kind of deals because for some reason we have this idea of trickle-down economics which really does not work hasn't worked since it's been implemented all that happens every single time they do any kind of bailouts with this trickle-down economics it ends up just landing in the pockets of those who already have money it never filters down all the way to the bottom whenever they do tax cuts it ends up just being companies be like oh we got tax cut let's do share buybacks and it never filters down to the people who actually need the money the most so in this package 1.9 trillion dollars of that 1.9 trillion dollars i think over 1 trillion dollars if i'm my my math is right is going directly to people is actually helping people directly which is awesome which is awesome to see and i'm glad to actually see that rather than what we usually get which is like you get like a little little piece of change that goes to everybody and then for large corporations and all this random stuff you have all the money going elsewhere so it's good to see it this way and of course republicans did not like it republicans did not like it at all Senator Minor- uh, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell came out and said, this isn't a pandemic rescue package. It's a parade of left-wing pet projects that are ramming through during a pandemic. <laughs> Why did I make his voice like that, man? But I mean, let's, let's be honest. <laughs> I can't even get out of character. Let's be honest. Mitch McConnell do sound like that. He'd be like, this is ridiculous. I don't know what they're trying to do up in our straight. They're not taking care of the future of the children, and they're not doing all the things they need to be doing to take care of this country. This great and wonderful country in which we're built by our forefathers, even though they were racist, but we're going we're gonna to praise them names, you know? Why, why am I talking like that? Why am I doing Mitch Con- Mr. Connell dirty? But anyway, I am so glad because in this bill, much of the aid is bi- in this bill is directed toward low- and middle-income families rather than to businesses. The Washington Post calls it one of the most generous expansions of aid to the poor in recent history. Economists at Columbia University Center on Poverty and Social Policy, that's a lot, calculated that this bill will reduce the number of Americans living in poverty by about a third. By about a third. That is awesome. That is good news to hear. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully this actually helps a lot of people rather than, you know, always going into people's hands that don't really need them help that we always seem to be funding all the time. Also, to continue the good news, we had awesome job numbers for the month of February. 
the U.S. U.S. employers added 379,000 jobs in February as employers gained confidence in the economic recovery. Most of the jobs that were added were in the leisure and hospitality industry. Remember, this is the industry that got hit the hardest due to the pandemic. Um, and they added about 355,000 jobs. However, as with every good news, there's some level of a but in there. However, despite the gain, the hospitality industry is still three and a half million jobs short as of this time of the same period last year. The unemployment rate did drop from 6.2%, I mean, it dropped to 6.2% from 6.3% in January. However, the unemployment rate is still well below, uh, it's still well below the uh, 3% that we had or well above the 3% that we had at last year in the beginning of last year. But it is well below the 15% that we had at the height of the pandemic in last April. But a sad note in this whole thing is millions have dropped out of the labor force and on the, out of the labor force. And unfortunately, even though it is it's International Women's Month and the other day was International Women's Day, women have been the ones that have dropped out in masses from the labor force. We have actually gone back to the 1980s to see the level of women unemployment that we have currently. In other words, women that are not working. And that's just due to the pandemic. Usually in families, if somebody has to take care of a kid, it's usually going to end up being the lady and the women. So just something to keep us sober and something to keep us still focusing on this. I'm going to say it again. I tweeted this and I'm going to say it again. Women are the backbone of this economy. If women are not at work, if women are not part of the economy, if women cannot have some kind of economic amount to this economy, we're not going to grow. We're not going to grow as quickly as we can possibly grow because the key to any econ economy growing is productivity. And part of productivity is having women and having everybody that's able to work working. So when a large percentage, we have about 50%, 50 or 55% population that is women. If 55% of the population is not working, that's not a good thing. But it is good that we're finally seeing some uh, numbers, some positive numbers as far as the jobs uh, is concerned in the United States. Now let's move on to some exciting news. It's some exciting news. It's some exciting news. The Disney Disney continues to do magical and wonderful things, man, with its Disney Plus service. It just surpassed 100 million subscribers. It took Netflix six years to get to 100 million subscribers. Disney did it in 16 months. 16! I mean, the one and the six. The one with the six. I ain't like 16 months. Of course, the pandemic boosted a lot of their numbers, but still, 16 months. Disney estimated that it will take them until 2024 to get between 60 and 90 million subscribers. Well, they blew that thing way out of the park. Like, that thing is way out of the park. They completely demolished that thing. So they came back to the table and they said, uh, we got to reestimate this because we're growing much faster than we anticipated to grow. So they now estimate that they will reach between 240 to 260 million subscribers by 2024, which means that they will pass surpass Netflix, which currently has 200 million, 203 million subscribers right now. Dog, Disney, Disney just Disney's got the magic touch. Let's just be honest. Like 
Disney has the magic touch right now. It's not just a magical wonderland. It's also got the magic touch. Everything it touches right now just turns to gold. It's just, oh, man, Disney just unbelievable. But anyway, Netflix sees Disney as its true only competitor. CEO Reed Hastings said in an interview in September, if you asked us a year ago, what are the odds that Disney Plus is going to get to 60 million subscribers in its first year? I'll be like zero. I mean, how can that happen? It's been super impressive. It's been super impressive execution, end quote. So even Netflix understands like if there's one person that can knock us off the top because Netflix is the king right now when it comes to all things streaming, it would be Disney. And that's partly because of the IPs which shows like The Mandalorian, WandaVision, uh, we're soon going to have uh, Hawk, uh, Captain America and Hawkeye, the, the show that they're coming there, or the Sil- Soldier, whatever, that show that's coming out soon. All of these things are unbelievable because Disney just has unbelievable IPs. As a matter of fact, when WandaVision's uh, finale dropped last Friday, it crashed the servers. That's how many people were watching the show. That's how many people were watching the show. However, like we did with the last segment, with everything, there's a but. Disney is not making nearly as much money from its service as Netflix does from its streaming service. It's And we will see how powerful Disney is able to hold on to customers because it plans on increasing prices for Disney Plus on March 26th. So if you have Disney Plus, just keep it in mind, the pricing is going to go this way. It's going to go up in the near term but the other thing that's interesting is how well as disney has continued to explode with its explosive growth how well is disney going to be able to appeal to the international market because i talked about this before one of the things that makes netflix special is the fact that netflix is able to draw an international crowd is able to make movies that feed into international crowds and even then it's able to bring those movies and those shows into the United States and people always want something interesting so they can feel cultured and all that good stuff. And so my thing is Disney is more primarily in the United States. Like a lot of its shows are United States focused. Maybe I don't know about the shows that it has outside of the United States, but for me, I just don't seem Disney doesn't have that same international appeal that Well, maybe not, because Disney movies are always popular all over the world. So maybe that will work for Disney, but I don't know. But it just feels like Netflix has that homegrown international movies on its platforms, where it takes and brings in international films to its platform. So we'll see how Disney continues to grow, because much like Netflix, there's going to be a cap where Disney hits, where it's in every household or mostly every household in the United States. I mean, Netflix is at 200 uh, 200 million subs. I'll say about 150 of that is in the United States. And really, if it stopped allowing people to share passwords, it would be closer to 300 million. But it's growing outside of the United States at this point. So I want to see at what point is Disney is Disney going to continue its explosive growth outside of the United States? That's going to be interesting to keep an eye on and to keep watching. How is Disney going to perform outside of the four walls of the United States? And much like we talked about Amazon becoming a cloud computing company with an e-commerce side hustle, Disney is now becoming a streaming company with a parks as a side hustle with parks and all its other 
physical mediums its stores actually it just announced that it's closing a bunch of its stores um its stores its parks its uh, cruise lines all that stuff is becoming more of a side hustle with its focus going into it being more of a service a uh, more of a streaming service than anything else now for some personal re- regrets i don't know how long you guys have been listening to this podcast but if you've been listening to this podcast since uh 20 20- 19 when disney plus launched i've been talking about them as a play as a stock play and then when everything crashed in 2000 last year in march i bought disney shares but then i didn't keep buying into them like i just i just bought a little bit and i was like oh i want to focus on apple and microsoft and it was just like oh why did i do that because for so long most people forgot about Disney. Most people were like, oh my God, the parks are closed. How is Disney going to make any money? And my argument was like, Disney Plus is going to be good. Because if you had watched The Mandalorian, the first season of Mandalorian, you would have understood that, oh, Disney's got something. And plus, if you loved Marvel, if you loved any of the Disney movies, Pixar movies, any of that stuff, you are going to love Disney. And plus, I also understood that Disney owns uh, ESPN, Disney owns Hulu. And so I was like, man, Disney's got a lot. But I just didn't invest in the company. And since since that moment of time, Disney has shot up almost 100%. Man, man, I just, ah, this is a lesson to be learned for all investors out there. Sometimes rather than chasing after companies that you may love, but has already exploded and gotten out of your hand, like companies like Microsoft and Apple, which exploded very quickly during the, the pandemic, it is sometimes better to play the longer game and go after companies that um, are still very undervalued. Ah, man, I regret it, but at the same time, I'm okay with it because at the end of the day, it is what it is. You know, it is what it is. It's it's a lear- it's part of the learning lessons of as you grow and you learn with this whole investing journey. But anyway, moving on from there, let's talk about another company that just, oh gosh, annoyed me because Roblox, a company that I absolutely love and I've wanted to invest in for so long, it finally went public on Wednesday. And well, it did the same thing that Airbnb did, DoorDash did, as it just exploded at the moment that it IPO'd. It was supposed to IPO at $45, but by the time it was available for people to be able to buy on the public market, it went up, it started trading at $64.50 and it closed today at $70. Ah, I'm not happy. I am so not happy about this, man. I really wanted to buy into roblox i might still just buy into roblox because the thing for me is roblox is a long-term play i really believe in this company i love the stuff that they're doing the safety that they're taking as a priority and plus i just love the fact that it had over like 30 million daily players on the platform but more importantly roblox is not just about the game it is a platform and if we know anything about platforms platforms tend to do well YouTube is a platform. Uh, TikTok is a platform. Instagram platform. Platforms do well, especially when they give the tools for people to be creative. That's one of the reasons why TikTok is so good because anybody can pick up their phone and immediately start recording themselves and then add all the stuff later. It's the same reason why Instagram did so well. It was the filters. All of this stuff makes a platform really well and Roblox is making gaming so much more accessible for anybody to be able to create on the platform. Plus, I love the fact that creators on the platform are able to make so much money. As a matter of fact, last year, 
creators the game developers made 200 million dollars creating games for the roblox platform and so as you guys can tell i'm very excited for the stock at the same time one thing that i'm learning over and over and over again is you can have a great company but it doesn't mean that you should pay unlimited amount of price for it you can be you can love this company this company can look good on every single side but it doesn't mean that you should pay an unlimited amount of dollars for it you should pay something that makes some level of sense for the company so that's and even me saying all that i might still just buy into it because you know i just want to own the company for the next 10 years i might just buy into it and close my eyes and just you know see what happens it's kind of you always want to have a little bit of money to play with so this might just go end up being my play with money but at the same time it is important you can't just buy a business at any price it's always good to make sure that you have that margin of safety and you're buying at a price that makes sense rather than just paying any amount of dollars for anything now let's move into some extras some extras some extras we already talked about disney and the fact that they're killing it but let's talk about movie theaters that are finally coming back to life as new york and california begins to remove restrictions on movie theaters people are heading back in droves as a matter of fact last weekend theaters had their best day since the pandemic bringing in about 24 million dollars keep in mind though that pandemic before the pandemic theaters were bringing in more than 100 million dollars every weekend however you have to remember only about 45 percent of theaters are open at this time the best movies from this last weekend were Tom and Jerry Comes to Life and Raya and the Last Dragon, which was also, um, which were also being streamed, which could have hurt theaters as well because Disney and HBO are like, yo, we're going straight to consumers because we know parents would rather be able to watch these movies at home with their kids than have to go to theaters and then get like babysitters and all this other stuff that's complicated. But you know, uh, but the fact is theaters are coming back on. And as more and more people get vaccinated, Hollywood is looking forward to releasing a lot of movies that they held back last year, like Godzilla vs. Kong, the new Fast and Furious movie, um, all the movies, uh, the new 007 movie, there's a bunch of movie, uh, what's Scarlet, uh, what's the one with Scarlet Johansson and then Black Widow, all those movies are going to be released later this year, so something to be excited about, I don't know about y'all, it is unlikely that I go into any theater unless it has something special and unless to hang out with friends, that's actually the main reason that I end up going to see movies in theaters, except in the past when the theater by my house had uh, discounts for movies for like $4. So I'll go on two, on Friday mornings when I'm off from work and I'll just go check out some good movies because $4 movies, not a bad idea. I'm just saying. But anyway, moving on from there, let's just talk about something crazy that is happening in the world right now. Jack Dorsey sold his first ever tweet for $2.5 million through something called an NFT. It's something to do with the blockchain. It's a non-fungible token. And one day we're gonna have to talk about this more. We've talked about Bitcoin. We're just literally starting to get our heads around cryptocurrency. And then now we have a whole new thing. And because of cryptocurrency, we can't ignore any of these things because they might actually become something worth something so now we have to actually pay attention to it so it's just like oh oh it's just too many distractions it's like too many things going on and this is another thing for anybody who's an investor out there 
cut out the noise. Like it's very important that we cut out the noise so we focus on the important things that we want to focus on. If you're into crypto, cool. If you're into stocks, cool. If you're into NFTs, cool. If you're into baseball cards, if you're into all gold painting, all of this stuff, cool. But whatever it is, stay focused on that thing so you're not distracted by every single thing. You don't have to be in every single thing. We have a limited amount of capital and so we have to deploy that capital with wisdom. Finally, let's talk about something that I truly don't care about. However, the business of it is very interesting to me. So Oprah interview did an interview that apparently the entire world but me watched um, with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. 17 million people watched this thing. And basically Meghan Markle and Harry basically blasted the royal family and just said they're racist. They're real racist up in there. In more, that's not exactly what they said, but in little to less terms said they were racist. But, you know, I, I really could care less because what's my business about their lives? Like, why should I care about their life? Anyway, the more important thing was the business behind it, was the business around the interview. So check this out. Check this out. CBS paid eight. CBS paid $8 million to Oprah's company to broadcast this interview. This interview was like two hours long. $8 million. Companies paid up to $325,000 for a 30-second commercial spot during the interview. This is almost Super Bowl levels of payment that they were making. And then also... I started researching, so wait, if they're commanding this amount of dollars for an interview, what? how much money are they actually bringing in in other ways? So Meghan Markle and Harry had had a deal, a production deal with Netflix last summer, last September, and it's worth over $100 million. On the other hand, they also have a deal with Spotify. I mean, they just dipping in all the pockets. They have a deal with Spotify, that they'll make exclusive podcasts under the Archiewell audio banner. We do not know how much, but we can expect that it is close to what Joe Rogan got, which is in the hundred millions. And then also, Meghan Markle is a venture capitalist now, and she started her first investment in something called Clever Blends, which makes instant oat milk lattes. So it is estimated that they will soon become a billion dollar brand. And just like last week with Jay-Z and his champagne bottles that are over $100,000, I'm like, we need to get popular, man. We really need to get our names out here in these streets because then we can, like, charge businesses unbelievable amount of dollars. Like, my gosh, $100 million with Netflix? For, like, I mean, they, what they do? They just, they're just alive. That's literally all they are. They're just alive. And look at what they're doing. But my gosh, guys, we need to be successful. We we absolutely need to be successful. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things out of this entire thing. And if you did, share this podcast with somebody that you love or share it with somebody that you hate because I'm annoying at the same time that I provide good information. Also, remember, 
go leave a review on anywhere that you may be listening to this podcast on. I'm sure that you will find some enjoyable, enjoyable moments, or maybe you just criticize me on the review. But anyway, thank you to each and every single one of y'all that are listening to this podcast. I really appreciate y'all, and I'm going to catch y'all up on the next one. Remember, generosity is always greater than greed. God bless each and every single one of y'all, and I'm out. Peace.